National Travel Tournament got some large action last week. Moran, I know you and I and Danny, we were all talking about the kind of feedback that we got, but what what were some specifics that you got? Uh, just that people were keen. I think that just how um, they were comparing it to other sports, how other sports um, does it. So it looks more professional. It's a bit it's a bit more of a, um, I guess, a selling point as well, you know, travelling. I like the idea of us, you know, as a nationwide league starting to, um, you know, play against and with and all of that sort of stuff, each other. Um, I think we've, I've always felt, and we've talked about this before, how disjointed it's felt and part of this podcast is to try and, um, you know, give visibility and talk to all different players from all different leagues and I think it would just be great to see that that kind of intermeshing happening yeah I mean all I got were positives you know yeah you know what we got so many messages from girls all across the country that thought that this was such a great idea and then more girls who actually wanted to be involved in the organizing of the whole situation which is even better so where do we go from here I guess we start building a bit of a scaffold for how it might look, what it's going to cost, how we can get it happening, how we, you know, do we have to run it through GA? Do we have to get our own insurance? Like there's, there's just a lot of talks that, that need to be discussed before we put our hand in the ring and go, yeah, let's actually do this. But I think I actually want to run an open roundtable podcast in the next couple of weeks to talk about the idea. So uh, that's an open invitation and would love to have as many voices represented as possible. So stay tuned for the details on that one. Whatever it is you want to do in life, you'll be able to do. It's always you versus you. That it doesn't matter how old you are, how young you are, you can achieve anything that you set your mind to. Spend the rest of your natural life waking up and going after it. This is my purpose and you will not stop me. You are listening to Mojo Sports. Guys, in case you're new here, this is the Women in Gridiron Show. I am Stacey Spear and I'm joined by boss lady running back, Christy Moran, missing our QB1 in our hearts, Danny DeGroote tonight, um, but she sends her love. And tonight we've got special guest, Yana Floridas. Welcome, Yana. I'm so stoked to have you on the show. Uh, I first, you know, the first time that I shot some content for you guys up in Queensland, you were my favorite interview that I did that day. Sorry, Moran. Um, how are you? How are, what's been happening? How's life post Outback and Finland? Yeah, good. Thanks for having me as well. Um, keen, keen to come on and have a chat. Um, yeah, like post post Finland life has been interesting. Um, been checking in on a few of the girls, and we're all sort of in that post Finland lull um, at the moment. Just coming down from that massive high, um, Christy. You know, sort of all about that. But um, yeah, looking forward to. I guess what this season presents for um, GQ. So still trying to hang in there and yeah, still focusing on the footy. Excellent. Well, we've got so much to talk about with Yana. So let's jump straight into our first segment tonight. All ball. Every franchise has had tons of great players and legendary personalities, but who stands out above the rest? Football, let's go. It's what we dream to do. It's not just a man's game anymore. Let's go, Sammy. It doesn't matter how you separate us, we're still one big team, and that's for women's football. It is in our DNA, spiraling through double helixes. It courses through our veins. Through this blood, we are connected. Football is our family. Yana, your first your first few plays in your rookie season were amazing. An interception at DB, you took snaps at running back, you scored touchdowns, and... 
honestly, I think it was one of the best rookie performances that I've seen in many, 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 many years. Talk to us about how you first got started playing football. Yeah, look, um, I think I've spoken to you about this before. Um, I moved back from Brisbane. I was living in a small country town uh, for about sort of 10 years and moved back to Brizzy and I needed a sport to play because I just needed that team sort of environment around me. I started getting a little bit lost um, in the big smoke. I forgot what it was like. So needed a team sport and I just wanted something completely different. Um, and I still wanted to hit people, you know, because that's therapeutic in its own way. Um, so, yeah, I was talking to a few people. Cody Fuller actually got me into the sport. She uh, showed me some clips on her phone. Um, and then from there I was sort of hooked. The next day I, I texted Ravens and they ignored me, so I texted the next club, which was Thunder. <laughs> and Amanda jumped on the phone straight away. So went down, had a run with them and didn't look back really. Moran, poor form. It just goes to show that you have to follow every lead. I think, unfortunately for Yana, I think we we're in a, the club was in a stage of um, handing over reins and different people coming into different positions and we didn't have anybody watching social media there for a little while. So poor Yana got left out. And I think, I think it's Kelvin reminds us regularly that he snapped up a gold player. Um, and, yeah, I, I when I heard that, I'm like, Damn, because it, it's like we have a lot of people come to the sport and they do quite well, but it's um, quite rare that you have a just a natural, you know, just gets it and just comes in. And um, I mean, you heard the, her words, you know, therapeutic to hit people. They're the kind of people you want on your team. And look, we all know she's famously knocked me out of the park one yard from in touchdown so uh yeah she can hit so um yeah but I I, I but um for me uh, it's it's a also a good thing because I get to play against those quality players as well so I do appreciate that very much but yeah damn <laughs> drop the ball drop the ball but that's okay your career continued so great uh rookie first season uh and then you were going to head over to WNFC 2020 Florida Avengers and then COVID. Yeah. Yeah. So I got hooked uh, pretty hard, fell in love with the sport pretty hard. Um, and I just wanted more of it. So um, again, Cody sort of inspired me because she had a season over there and um, I wanted to give it a crack as well. So once again, texted every single team I could find and sent some film in and Florida Avengers were one of the few that replied <laughs> and said that they were um, happy to have me on board. Um, so I went over there and I was training with them for about two months or so. Um, learned a lot about the game there. Um, coach Todd, um, who's the head coach over for the Florida Avengers, is just an amazing human being and just so knowledgeable. Um, so I learned a lot from him and, and the other girls as well. And then a week before... Um, our first game, we're supposed to go to Alabama for our first game. So I was practicing my line dancing and all of that sort of stuff. Um, and then, yeah, COVID hit and they cancelled our season and got on that first plane home, unfortunately. So yeah. it's still learned a lot, though, from my time over there. As if you wouldn't, definitely. I mean, you know, COVID destroyed everyone for so many, so many years. And then we so we roll on and you guys haven't really had much of a season since since then. And 
we've just come back from Outback. So you've had this, you know, amazing uh, opportunity at a career in such a short amount of time. But talk to us about the vibes over on the dark side, the defense during your Outback tournament. I felt as a unit, the secondary really evolved during the campaign and was pretty threatening there against, uh, you know, Mexico and Sweden. And, and, and you were so lucky to be a part of that. What was the vibes like defense over there? What was that experience? Yeah, look, it was it was an absolute pleasure playing defense um, for Outback. The girls just band together. Um, we sort of clicked instantly, which was really nice. And we formed that sort of tight knit um, little community amongst the team, um, which was really good. Um, and everyone I found, it was a really good learning culture um, whilst we were over there. We were all sort of learning inadvertently from each other, um, just from watching each other and, and trying to match each other's sort of skill as well. Um, you know, at the end of the day, we're all competing to get on that field at the same time. So that that helped sort of, I guess, that, that extra element of competition helped bind us together in, in lots of ways. Um, but yeah, it, it was it was amazing playing with those group of girls. It was probably probably a highlight for me was was the core playing group. That that's awesome, Yana. I love um, hearing how that you're learning. You're taking it as a learning thing as well as a competition thing. Um, and I don't mean to put you on the spot, but was there anything that you? Because I, when I'm each season, I do observe other players and look at the skill sets that they have and try to add to my repertoire every season. Something was there anything particular that you learnt that you want to come back and? Um, really try and master in your game that you may have learned from other uh, either Australian players or international teams? Yeah, I think um, I think just that really controlled aggression was the, the biggest thing I learned. You know, I think a lot of the time I mistake aggression for just going, 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 going. Um, but sort of the, the coaching staff and watching others play made me realise that you can be tactically aggressive, if that makes sense. You know, you've got to make sure you're in the right spot first and you've got to break down and you've got to be reading this and that. Um, and that actually sort of helps make those big plays and those big hits um, instead of just going guns blazing. Um, so that was a, a really good learning curve for me over there. Um, yeah. And you also had the pleasure of being coached by one of the you know, female coaches on the coaching staff and coach D uh, from down in Victoria. Like what, what was it like to work with D? I mean, she's a, she's a phenomenal uh, DB, but you know, just a, a great human as well. And from what I saw of uh, you guys, when, when I was out there with you, you know, she really knew her stuff. So how was it working underneath D? Yeah. Can't speak highly enough of, of D. She was um, like you said, just an amazing human, um, but also really knows her stuff. It's it's rare that you find someone that can calm you, but at the same time really makes you want to step up as well. Um, I find it's usually sort of one or the other. Um, but the knowledge that she gave us and how she coached, I think, was just um, a, a testament to not only her coaching skills, but also her vast knowledge of the sport. She's clearly been around the sport for years and years, and she was really happy to to share her knowledge with us. Um, and again, just the way, I guess, her mannerisms and her coaching style really helped sort of the, the DBs form that cohesive um, relationship with one another. Um, so, yeah, she, she was, she was a, a great coach. Can't speak highly enough of her. That's excellent. Look, I want to talk highlights 
what a so game highlight for you? Have you got one? Yeah, I think I think pregame was was the biggest highlight for me. Um, I've never really experienced that just running that rush of, of energy running that out of a tunnel with the fireworks and that whole yeah, thing. Even before the tunnel, just being in the tunnel and waiting, um, we we just we we sung, we sung. You're the voice. We the, the last game in particular, we were singing the national anthem. Horses came on, and every single girl and team were just screaming at the top of their lungs, and we were banging things. And I think that really actually set us up for that third game. Um, just that energy that we could bring to the field um, started right there in the tunnel. And then, yeah, as you said, running out with the, you know, the fireworks and the, the big smoke. Um, so, yeah, I, I actually think that was a highlight for me more than more than anything. I mean, that's that's a pretty good highlight. Definitely. Definitely. So your your journey to Outback was a little bit, uh, like you said before, offline, you, you like to go with about things the hard way. So you got to camp. Uh, and then what was it two days into camp, three days into camp that you got, you got COVID? Yeah, it was about sort of a week before we were supposed to leave or a few days before, before we were supposed to leave, got COVID. Um, wasn't really sure if I'd make the plane because um, I was still sort of feeling a bit ill and obviously we had to follow guidelines and things like that. Um, so I had to actually book another ticket and I was a little bit concerned sort of about the associated cost. As you guys know, it's fully funded. Um, so buying a new ticket sort of would have been challenging for me. Um, but I guess just a, a highlight to once again, that cohesive nature of our group, um, the girls band together and they all chipped in money to, um, to fundraise, to, to get me a ticket over there. They made sure that they didn't leave anyone behind, um, which was, it was just a beautiful thing. Like I, I can't even sort of explain it. I was so humbled at the time and just so grateful to everyone that chipped in, um, yeah, and when I got there, it was everyone greeted me with open arms, and yeah, definitely didn't do it the easy way. But apparently, that's not how I roll. So, I I had the pleasure of being left. They were very nice. The Queensland girls um, that went over to um, for the World Cup were very nice to leave me in the Queensland chat, Stacey. So, I was getting little updates of who was sick and who was injured, and um, uh, for both, uh, there were a couple of Queenslanders who got COVID and um, Yana, you were one of the later ones to get it. And I, you didn't say much in the chat, but I could feel, I, I could just feel the like the, the worry, the stress, the heartbreak. And uh, it, it was hard being back in Australia, but, but I could also uh, testament to what Yana said about people were just, you know, really um, getting behind those that were were struggling, whether they were sick or injured, to really get them over. They knew, you know, nobody wanted that on anybody and they knew that, that you know, that they themselves would be heartbroken if that was happening to them. So you could really feel that camaraderie um, in getting in. When I heard that Yana was going over, I'm like, oh, okay, good. Yes, we're getting there. We've got both of them over there. There were two Queenslanders with uh, COVID. So we got them over there and and you had such an experience, although, you know, it may have aged you a little. <laughs> and I think, I mean, I, f- I felt, I felt bad also because like, I think that we just done an episode and I think that I just said how much I was looking forward to watching you ball out, you know, just because of 
how much of a fan I am of yours. And, you know, you, I think you've just messaged me being like, I'm not going, I've got COVID. And I was like, oh man, I feel so bad, like just horrendous. But then you were over there and I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. And then I saw you run out into the field and I'm like, yes, it's happening. So, you know, just so you know that all of us back here as well, you know, we, we were rooting for you and we were so glad that you got over there and you got on the field and, you know, you, you did some damage and showed us what you were made of. But man, I mean, you know, it was a it was a ride for you guys. That's for sure. I mean, in terms of uh, your biggest learnings from the campaign, uh, not specifically football, um, but you know, biggest learnings while you were over there. Yeah, look, I think, um, and I actually wrote a Facebook post on this. I think just the value of of knowing that there are people out there that are always willing, sort of, to help you out. Um, like I said, I was very overwhelmed with the support that I got, not only from teammates, but sort of friends and family at home that had seen sort of like this has been two years sort of in the making for me. Um, I, I went over to America purely to get experience to make this team. Um, so just knowing that there were people always there to support and just letting them support me, I think was a big learning, just knowing that you've always got your village and and they're happy to help you. So you just need to let that process happen. I think that was my biggest, I think, learning. That's a good one. That's a good one. So we fast forward again. And now we're at 2022. GQ season uh, has been penciled. And I use the term penciled very lightly uh, into the calendar. And so, Yana, you're going to be playing for the Brisbane Raptors this season. Yep. Different colours for me. <laughs> And a bit further to travel? A little bit further to travel, but we do that to keep the sport alive. That's exactly right. And, and you know, that, I think that, you know, up in GQ, I mean, you guys know how hard it's been to get things coming on your end. But I really like how, uh, you know, from a politics perspective, you guys just all haven't loaded up on, on you know, all outback players are all at one team. And, you know, I, I love... I love anyone with integrity and, uh, you know, going to do it, going to play for another team, despite it being 50 minutes away, just to keep the, you know, the league alive is, you know, it's amazing. And I, and I wish that more people in the sport had that kind of attitude, but talk to us key players. You've had some training sessions. You were supposed to start at the end of September, but rumors are that that might be delayed, but I'm assuming that you've had some training sessions since are we, are we looking out for anyone in the next couple of months? Yeah, look, I'm actually really excited. Um, to play with Pooker again, Pooker Carla. She's coming back. She's an old Thunder teammate. Um, she just brings fire left, right, and center. Um, so really looking forward to um, playing with her again. Um, but we've also got some really good rookies coming through, which is excellent to see um, in terms of the continuation of the sport. Um, so our O-line and D-line are, are very fresh, but they're at the same time very keen and eager um, to learn. Um, a few of those players actually rocked up um, in 2020. So they've been trying to play since 2020 um, and obviously haven't been able to. So um, they're keen, they're eager um, and, you know, their, their numbers as well, which which is also a good thing. Um, playing with Amanda again. It's been a while since Amanda and I have, have linked up. So it's going to be really good to see sort of her apply what she's learnt in America as well because she had a, a very, very good season over there, obviously making all pro and, and things like that. Um, so it's going to be great playing alongside her again as well. Yeah, new club, new vibe. 
uh, yeah, it's going to be exciting to see when the season kicks off. Christy, are you uh, are you concerned about the Raptors at this point, or are you just kind of like, oh, we just want to play football? Oh, a bit from column A, a bit from column B. I never, I never discount an opposition um, uh, ever. Um, absolutely respect um, the team that they will build there uh, because they do have some great um, leaders at that team. Um, and uh, I, I know that they're doing the same as us. We've got a, uh, some old heads and some rookies coming through that we, it's really, we're stripping it back to um, starting, almost starting the league again. Um, and these are, they're the fresh blood that we will need um, to carry on this sport. So um, it's very much about just keeping the games happening, giving those girls opportunities to play um, and the opportunities for our Aussie teammates to come back and to share what they've learned. Um, Cause that, I remember when I came back, that was one of the big things that kept me in the sport was that um, I, in a good way, an obligation to give back. And I've already seen at the Ravens, just, just that new level of confidence that's coming back that they felt like they've learned a lot um, and they've experienced a lot and they're ready to jump in and, and do some of the things. So some of us, more senior ones, um, are actually sort of just sitting back and um, um, watching and supporting um, a bit more hands-off. So it's really, really good. So I, I'm keen to have this season kick off to get some some momentum happening again and just play some football because it's been so stop start, so piggledy-piggledy. So um, let's just play football, please. Indeed. Bell hurled around the world. We just want to play football. Yana, you know, you're a teacher uh, by trade and uh, I, I feel like you actually have something that you could uh, share with us just around your thoughts on keeping these girls in the sport in their teenage years. I mean, our sport is not going to survive if we do not establish a junior pathway. Like I, I, we're getting too old, most of us, Emma Ann, uh, getting too old Uh to, to keep rocking up season after season and putting our body on the line. But, you know, this, this junior pathway needs to happen. So being in the schools and, and, and seeing things for how they are, what potentially could we do to try and help persuade the younger ones to get involved with our sport? You're on mute. Sorry, my bad. <laughs> I think if we want a sport to grow, I think it's important, like you said, to to keep those, those teenagers interested because that's where we're, statistically, that's where we're lagging at the moment. Um, so I think there just needs to be a lot of social media presence. I think that's one of the best ways to reach um, teenagers. Um, I'm actually a, a sports coordinator. I'm in charge of sort of education outside the classroom at my school um, and I've noticed that uh, we have trialled a, a cricket program. So we had cricket um, players come to our school and actually showcase their sport. Um, and from there, they had about six girls sign up um, to one of their clubs. So I think that's important as well, visiting high schools, um, just getting our name out there and getting our sport out there is going to be really important. Um, but I think we need to have those positive role models as well I think if we want teenagers sort of to engage in our sport and we want them to follow up, we need to show their parents that these are the benefits you can get. You know, they'll always have a family. There is literally a position for anyone in our team. Um, and I think that's that's very appealing, I think, to, to parents out there to know that their, their young child, you know, at a very influential age is going to be looked after. Um, 
so yeah, that, that's one of my sort of major passions and something that, you know, I, I think we need to put some money into and some time into if we're going to keep growing this sport. Oh, I love that. I love that that's your passion and I think you're right. And if uh, I think you're, um, you're on something uh, there with when if we can showcase just like they did with your cricket example, um, when people see it, when kids see it, when they see it happening right in front of them that, you know, um, social media is good, but um, where you're in competition with a lot when you can, when you can actually see it. And that's how I got into this. I said, no way am I going to play grid. I was a touch football player. I don't do contact. Um, I went down and watched my friend play the inaugural game ever played in, in Australia. And I was signed up by halftime. And I think that's, it's about getting it in front of people and in people's faces because first they don't know about it. And secondly, they don't know that they can actually pay it until they see it. And you said yourself, role models. So especially for those bigger girls, um, to see a line women just getting out there and bossing it, um, that, that there's a role there for them. I think that's that's I think that's where the money is. I completely agree. And you know, Yana, you and I have spoken, you know, multiple times about about how we how we reach these young girls and, and, and what we can potentially do. But I actually think that there's something here that we could potentially explore alongside all of the other things we're exploring right now, because we're the only ones exploring anything. Um, but I also think that you had a really good point about, uh, you know, entrusting your child into a team because, you know, there's not many sports in the world where you have such a variety of age groups. I mean, you've got young ones from 16, uh, you know, to the older generation, you know, over in WA, what is it? The 52 year old and her granddaughter playing. So, I mean, you know, it's, a, it's these sorts of experiences that I think we need to talk more about. And, and like you said, get in front of parents and convince them that this is where your child will be safe. Uh, and they're also going to, you know, look up to some really kick-ass women and uh, have a family forever. But talking about role models, let's roll into our final segment for tonight, Rapid Fire. And we're going to talk all about that and a whole bunch of other things. What you need to know tonight. Sincere apologies to Matt Damon. We ran out of time for him tonight. We'll get him on the air again soon. Oh, my boss is singing closing time. Maybe that's what you're doing. Women's football role models. Uh, this got fired up from our episode last week, and we got sent a whole bunch of names. Some I even had to look up. So here we go. Let's go with our uh, football role models and why. Yana, let's start with you. Um, Brittany Bushman is mine. She is the quarterback um, for Texas Elite. And she's I actually beast. was really... Beast, Sorry? She's such yeah. a beast. And, and she's actually just a beautiful person as well off the field. I was really lucky enough to, uh, to meet her um, over in Finland um, at a swap meet. We were, you know, swapping shirts and stuff like that. And she just took the time. I, I fangirled a little bit. I took a photo with her. And just knowing that she was as humble sort of on the field as she was off the field was was really cool to see. Um, so, yeah, I think she's pretty awesome. I love that. I love that. And I love that so many people sent in names from girls that they've looked up to over in the WNFC because it, we're finally linking where we want to see ourselves and, you know, we could actually get there now. So that's really exciting. Moran, football role models, who you got? Oh, so many um, and many here in Australia, but probably my number one is Odessa Jenkins, um, speaking of WFNC, but um, for those who don't know, she's uh, probably one of the best running backs that's been around. So that was initially um, had me watching her and I actually uh, got to see her play and got named with her in All-American. So that was pretty cool. That's my claim to fame anyway. But um, it's not just her playing career. It's what she's done afterwards. 
um, and the investment and the legacy she's left. She's, um, she's you know, created the, the, the whole competition and she continues to invest in women, in women's sport. And she, I don't know if you see, if met her or seen, if anybody's seen her Facebook or Instagram posts, but they, you know, they, she makes you want to get out of bed and just be better. So um, one of those people that I just think is amazing. So, yeah. Oh yeah, I'd run through. I'd run a wall. I would run through a wall for OJ Jenkins. That's for sure, definitely. Uh, I mean, you, there are so many that we can talk about. You know, you get you know the Katie Sowers, the Jen Welters, you know your Phoebe Schechters, and, and all those sorts of ones. Um, but here over in Australia too, I mean, we've had uh, we had a mention of Tracy Brick, definitely worthy of a uh, of a mention up there. Solid player solid attitude just you know goes out there balls out it's living over in america right now uh with the wife and new baby congratulations on that one um but yeah sam rapaport for me uh she really went out there and investigated and got into the nfl um and has produced a whole bunch of uh, really good commentary and documentaries about being a woman in the nfl uh great podcast to listen to so hit that one up too but Yana, we are running out of time. This has been a really good chat and uh, I think we have more to follow up on. So make sure you keep an eye out on uh, on the socials for this open table podcast idea that we're going to run because I really think that, uh, you know, your voice definitely uh, matters and, and pe- more people should hear that. But uh, that's all for us this week. Yana, thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me. It was a pleasure. It was a pleasure for us. Um, yeah. Loved it. This was a great show. Uh, Moran, anything else before we head out tonight? No, I see you out on the pitch there, Yana. Just <laughs> let me run that last yard. That'd be great. <laughs> I don't think I'm going to give it to you that easy, mate. <laughs> Looking forward to it, though. <laughs> God, I love it. And we will be covering everything from the GQ season here on the show when they start up, which will hopefully be sometime soon. So, Tag a friend, share this episode, download this episode, subscribe to the channels, send us a message on Facebook, get in touch with us, especially Outback Girls, get in touch. We want to talk to you. Uh, we want to compile all your stories so that the next generation of Outback uh, can hear what you guys have went through. But yeah, this has been super fun. Get in touch and we'll see you guys next week. You have been listening to Mojo Sports. Thank you for your support. It is very much appreciated. The team and I are trying to build something a little different here, so everyone's support is very much appreciated. Continue to support the podcast, download, subscribe, check out our social media channels, give us a follow, and be sure to tell your friends about Australia's best-kept secret. This is Mojo Sports.